Hello and welcome. Wherever you are, whenever you're listening, peace be with you. I'm Henry Davis and this is The Flourishing Vine. This is a chance for your mind to be refreshed, your heart to be renewed and your faith to be strengthened as we walk through God's story through the seasons of the church calendar by reflecting on some old, sometimes forgotten, sometimes unknown Christian hymns together with God's word in the Bible and allow the beauty and richness of their words speak to us today. It's my prayer that as we do so, our walk with Jesus would flourish and that our lives would be transformed as fruitful branches connected to him, the true vine. Well, it's great to have you joining me again for this episode of The Flourishing Vine. We're continuing our series in Advent and the theme for this week is joy, joy. And this is a bit of a shift in the season of Advent where we go from the first two weeks of Advent being more of a time of reflection and preparation, of expectation, longing for the long-awaited Messiah to come, longing for his return. And we now move to a time of rejoicing at the reality of the coming of Jesus and the arrival of God's kingdom through him and the impact that that has on our lives and on the whole world. And while we don't yet see it or experience it in its fullness, we get a taste of it, a glimpse, as we look back at Jesus' life as he walked on this earth. And it's Christmas that signals the beginning of all this being set in motion by God, so that when the angels came and appeared to those shepherds, they could say, we bring good news of great joy for all people. Our hymn for today was written by Philip Doddridge in 1735. He was an English nonconformist church minister who lived from 1702 to 1751, and he wrote about 400 hymns in his life. And this hymn picks up on the theme of rejoicing in response to Jesus as Saviour and the restoration and renewal that he brings that has been promised for so long. And now we see it in him as God's kingdom comes through him. And the name of this hymn is Hark the Glad Sound, the Saviour Comes. Hark the glad sound, the Saviour comes, the Saviour promised long. Let every heart prepare a throne, and every voice a song. On him the Spirit largely poured exerts his sacred fire, wisdom and might and zeal and love his holy breast inspire. He comes the prisoners to release in Satan's bondage held. The gates of brass before him burst, the iron fetters yield. He comes the broken heart to bind, the bleeding soul to cure, and with the treasures of his grace to enrich the humble poor. Our glad hosannas, Prince of Peace, thy welcome shall proclaim, and heaven's eternal arches ring with thy beloved name. Our reading for today comes from Isaiah chapter 61, verses 1 to 4 and 8 to 11. Hear the word of the Lord. The Spirit of the Sovereign Lord is on me, because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. 
He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness for the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn and provide for those who grieve in Zion, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of joy instead of mourning, and a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. They will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. They will rebuild the ancient ruins and restore the places long devastated. They will renew the ruined cities that have been devastated for generations. For I, the Lord, love justice, I hate robbery and wrongdoing. In my faithfulness I will reward my people and make an everlasting covenant with them. Their descendants will be known among the nations and their offspring among the peoples. All who see them will acknowledge that they are a people the Lord has blessed. I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God. For he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of his righteousness. As a bridegroom adorns his head like a priest and as a bride adorns herself with her jewels. For as the soil makes a sprout come up and a garden causes seeds to grow, so the sovereign Lord will make righteousness and praise spring up before all nations. These are powerful words from the prophet Isaiah that really paint a picture of the mission of the Lord's Messiah. And it's a picture of a new dawn of the Lord's favor. And this would have been music to the ears of God's people in exile, which would have stirred joy within them at the prospect of this promise. But we see its ultimate fulfillment as Jesus steps onto the scene. And in the synagogue one Sabbath day, he gets up. He reads this passage from Isaiah and everyone has their eyes fixed on him. There's a big dramatic pause and then Jesus says, Today this scripture is fulfilled in your hearing. Jesus is the one who brings God's salvation to a world crying out in darkness, captive to sin, to a world mourning and grieving, to a world of destruction and despair. Jesus brings freedom and comfort and restoration. He comes to set prisoners free, to bind up the brokenhearted, to heal our souls, to raise the lowly, to bring justice. If we look around at our world, we're confronted with suffering and sin, injustice and oppression and brokenness and grief. And we experience these things in our own lives, in our own hearts, as we feel the shackles of sin enslave us. Yet as Jesus walked on this earth, anointed by the Spirit of God, he ushered in the arrival of God's kingdom and showed what it's like, that it's a reign of freedom and justice and peace, where all wrongs are put right and, and life is restored. And in these words from Isaiah that are fulfilled by Jesus, we see God's character 
his care for the vulnerable and the poor and needy. Now, he's a God who loves justice and mercy. He turns shame into honor and despair into praise. Isn't this good news for our world? Good news of great joy. And as we celebrate Jesus' birth at Christmas, we celebrate and rejoice in this reality. But maybe this reality seems distant to you. Maybe that sense of joy has faded in your heart. What is it that's holding back your joy in your Saviour? Have you let circumstances or sin snuff it out? I encourage you to spend some time today reflecting on these words of Isaiah, on how Jesus fulfills them, on the good news his birth is, and the joy that is ours in him. Hark the glad sound, the Saviour comes, the Saviour promised long. Let every heart prepare a throne, and every voice a song. On him the Spirit largely poured, exerts his sacred fire, wisdom and might, and zeal and love, his holy breast inspire. He comes the prisoners to release, in Satan's bondage held. The gates of brass before him burst, the iron fetters yield. He comes the broken heart to bind, the bleeding soul to cure, and with the treasures of his grace to enrich the humble poor. Our glad hosannas, Prince of Peace, thy welcome shall proclaim, and heaven's eternal arches ring with thy beloved name. Let's finish with these words from 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful, and he will do it. Amen. That brings us to the end of another episode of The Flourishing Vine. I hope it's been an encouragement to you, and that you'll know that whatever your next steps are, Christ goes with you. He is the true vine. You are the branches. Remain in him and you will bear much fruit to the glory of God. Amen. Thanks for listening. See you next time.